Welcome to Advance with MUSE Health. I'm your host, Erin Spain. This show's mission is to help you find ways to preserve and optimize your health and get the care you need to live well. Improving healthcare access in rural and underserved populations across South Carolina is a priority of MUSE Health. A new program called Healthy Me, Healthy SC launched in 2019 to address these issues and has already succeeded in bringing healthcare services to more South Carolinians. Now, Healthy Me, Healthy SC plans to extend its reach even further. Here to discuss these new developments and tell us a bit more about this program are the director, Capri Kreps Rhodes and Executive Director, David Suddeth. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Erin. Explain the program to me, the underlying mission and vision. We know that we need to bring healthcare to the people who need it. And Healthy Me, Healthy SC is an initiative that that does that. It brings access, preventative health resources, a lot of education to those folks in rural and underserved parts of the state that don't have access easily to a hospital in a metro area. I like to explain Healthy Me to think of it sort of like an umbrella. So there's this overarching mission. It's a joint partnership between MUSC and Clemson University. And then there are various programs that roll up within that umbrella that is Healthy Me, Healthy SC in various focus areas. Capri's exactly right. So what's what's happened is Traditionally, hospitals and health systems have expected individuals to come to them. What we're going to have to do now is go meet people where they are and find a way to connect them to resources. If you look at the state of South Carolina, most of the conversation uh, around economic prosperity and around wealth and around success is really centered in the Charleston, Columbia, Greenville kind of metro areas. And those areas really are growing tremendously, doing a lot of great things, but it really creates this divide, if you will, between these more affluent, successful areas and the rural communities. And really what we've seen with COVID-19 and the pandemic over the last two years, this divide and lack of access and lack of equity, as we're talking about health in particular, that divide has only really gotten a lot wider. So there's this partnership between MUSC and Clemson University. They also have a very extensive extension service where they're already out in the communities reaching these folks. Just tell me, how does that play into this partnership? Well, it's interesting. The Clemson Health Extension, which is a division, if you will, of the traditional cooperative extension, which is the agricultural-based program at Clemson University and all land-grant universities have that in common. Capri and I oftentimes refer to the Clemson Health Extension as the secret sauce in a lot of what we do in our, in our programs. And, and the reason really is twofold. One is they have those extension agents in every, for all of the 46 counties in the state of South Carolina, but they also have as a part of their mission, this desire to improve health which is traditionally connected to agriculture and fresh fruits and vegetables and health and wellness. So today there there really is these four focus areas. Tell me about those four areas and where they're at and what's happening right now. Clemson Health Extension is a key component to all of this. And a lot of the work that they do is tied to chronic disease prevention, which is one of our four focus areas. So the hypertension and the diabetes education that they can provide to folks. Also with regards to chronic disease, 
Healthy Me, Healthy SC funds the MUSC Cares Clinic that takes place in St. Stephen's. So that's a clinic that runs six times per year, every other month. It's it's run by medical students and they set up at the high school there and they're able to offer folks glucose screenings, blood pressure screenings, access to other community partners. And then they work there with the Low Country Food Bank to get folks fresh produce. So the people come, they get screened. There's follow-up there because it's consistent throughout the year. And then they also get to take food home with them. We took that model and we're replicating it across the state and doing health fairs in, in other parts of the state and specifically starting out in the pilot counties. There's also cancer prevention work. So there's a large mobile mammography unit out of the Hollings Cancer Center. And that unit is able to go and meet women where they're at to, to provide them with mammographies right on the unit as well as um, cervical screenings. And if there is a finding, they then help them get to a brick and mortar facility for follow-up. And then there's an HPV mobile vaccination unit that goes around and partners with schools, various organizations to help specifically adolescent girls get HPV vaccine. Our vaccination rate for HPV is very low in South Carolina, and they're doing a lot of work with communities. They're now starting to do some town halls and just realizing that there's stigma around the HPV vaccine, but really working with communities to to create better understanding around cervical cancer and the vaccine and how vital it is to help prevent that. And then within Women's and Children's Health, the Boeing Center for Children's Wellness. So that's getting into schools, working with leadership and teachers to provide students with various resources. And the school has a, a checklist that they can follow to get points throughout the year. And then there's the milk depots across the state for Mother's Milk Bank, which is is the milk bank for the state of South Carolina, but happens to sit at MEOC and that's growing and expanding. And then there's been breastfeeding education as well. And then within the realm of our fourth area, which is mental and behavioral health, there's the pain program. It's a three-week intensive program for folks that can come. Typically, that's tied to opioid use. It's for folks who have chronic pain and may struggle with opioid use. And they work with PT and OT and mental mental health counselors, um, psychologists, and it's group-based It's group -based therapy. I've sat in on some of the sessions. It's really powerful. And that program shows great success in helping folks to get back on track and manage their pain. And then... In this past year, we also created an innovation grant for Healthy Me, Healthy SC and had various programs apply. And the program that we selected happened to be within the category of mental health as well as um, helping children. And that's the Tele PCIT program. And what that program does is it partners with parents across the state of children who are typically on the spectrum and have you know some behavioral issues and they are able to work directly with parents using telehealth to really help families of those children and they're seeing some good results. So what has the feedback been like and what have you seen so far regarding the impact this program has had on closing some of these community health gaps? As most people realize, our health indicators, we didn't get here overnight. We've uh, unfortunately been kind of trending downwards for several years. And so it's going to take some time for us to be able to to start changing some of these uh, some of these trends and trajectories, uh, but I will say, you know, talking about the health fairs in particular, the thing that's really unique about the health fairs is it's given us an opportunity not only to see and meet individuals in these communities and, and be able to have conversations with them, and obviously introduce programs that that we're leading, but it's also providing a great opportunity. To, to connect with other 
partners and organizations that are doing work already in these communities. So we've intentionally taken the approach to be very intentional about going into these communities and being good listeners, being good partners, and looking to collaborate with people who are already doing good work in these communities. But I think the thing at the end of the day, that representing both Clemson University and MUSC, it gives us the opportunity to really deliver resources that maybe some of these other groups may not be able to to provide. And so we want to come in, be collaborative. We want to be good neighbors. We want to work together and figure out how to how to provide resources. But at the end of the day, too, it's really important to figure out a way to create something that's sustainable long-term because we we don't want to just pop into a community, you know, provide some resources and then say, you know, we'll, we'll see you in six months. As an example, we have a health fair coming up. There's going to be the opportunity for blood pressure checks, blood glucose checks, but then there's also going to be the free clinic there, access health program. There's various opportunities for folks to enroll in access to primary care and to just right there, they'll see, you know, what their blood glucose, what their blood pressure looks like, and then be able to get connected in to primary care resources or to a program that that can help them. There's going to be HPV vaccines, COVID-19 vaccines, other education stations. And then we're also partnering with FoodShare, a program that provides folks with produce. If there's somebody that's on FNEP dollars, that box that's worth $40 for food, if they want to enroll in the program, they can get produce consistently every month, let's say, for five bucks for the box. So in addition to getting a box while they're there, they can also enroll in the program. So it's really about syncing up community members with the resources that exist, as opposed to just having a one-time event, providing some screenings and then leaving. What have you seen so far regarding some success stories or feedback that you've heard since the programs began? So there's been various success stories with regards to Mother's Milk Bank. There's been women that have donated thousands upon thousands of ounces of breast milk, which is just amazing. And it helps babies in the NICU. There have been folks who have lowered A1Cs, lowered their blood pressure. And what I think is really important to note is that the retention rate of the programs is extremely high. It's above 85% for folks that are enrolling in these education classes, which some of them take place over the course of 12 weeks and they are able to retain folks. I would say when we're in communities doing health fairs, people are just so grateful that we're there. And it's really, it's really wonderful just to see the impact that's being had and just how how happy folks are that their community is being serviced. Yeah, I, I agree with Capri. I, from an organizational standpoint, we've gotten really good feedback from small groups in, in these rural communities. Just thankful that we're willing to not only recognize the hard work they're already putting in, but we'll include them in health fairs in trying to be inclusive, include them in, in solutions for the communities. Just on a, on a personal level, we, we met a 90-year-old African-American lady in Blackville who got to the health fair uh, two hours before it started, mainly because she wanted to make sure she got a food box, which just underscored not only the importance of fresh fruits and vegetables in those communities, but the fact that oftentimes we take that for granted. And uh, and I did make I did make her one promise that it wouldn't be the last time she saw us. So we're looking forward to going back to Blackville at some point. How did COVID impact your efforts? Pros, cons, good and bad. Healthy me, a healthy SC worked 
with MUSC and Clemson University to put together a COVID-19 testing and vaccination team. So that team is comprised of folks who clinically are out of Clemson Rural Health at Clemson University. And in terms of having access to the community and like setting up events, Clemson Health Extension is who really is vital in planning the events. And then MUSC is who provides the supplies and the infrastructure for all of this. And so it was about bringing together all of these folks to be able to have a van that the the vials, the, the supplies all get put in, and then the team drives out into these rural and underserved areas to be able to provide those folks with testing and vaccination. I tell you, really, from a quality of life standpoint, it really validated for us that we were doing the kind of work we needed to be doing. And, and we were really pro- trying to reach areas that traditionally have not been attended to in the right way. I will say the one item over and over that has come up during COVID and then going forward will continue to be an issue is lack of broadband access in many of these communities. Because from a state budgeting standpoint, if there ever was a year where funds are available to try to address this infrastructure shortness, this is the year that I'm I'm hoping we can make giant leaps forward in addressing lack of broadband access in these communities. What do you see on the horizon in terms of expansion? What can we expect? There's lots of opportunities to expand. We have 10 programs currently under the Healthy Me, Healthy South Carolina umbrella. All those programs are currently growing. So we want to grow those programs out and make even more of an impact. But I will say from the standpoint of of increasing the comprehensive nature of the programming we provide, a couple of things have, have really risen to the top. One is the need for additional oral health services throughout the state. MUSC is the, is the only dental school in the state of South Carolina, so I think we have a responsibility to help address that. From a chronic disease standpoint, it's been proven over and over that lack of oral health or poor oral health is a significant contributing factor. So we want to make sure we, we add some additional oral health services there. And then overwhelmingly, the demographics of the health fair participants is, is older. And Clemson, both Clemson University and MUSC both have a lot of research taking place for kind of aging in place, if you will, Uh, addressing aging issues. And so there's a lot of opportunities, I think, to join forces on, on those issues, not only to do some additional research, but hopefully to uh, continue to provide some programming, which will benefit the aging population in our state. Yeah. So when we're talking about expansion, a big focus that we've had is getting into the PD region this year and going into next year. And we're going to be working with the different leaders for the ho- the MUSC hospitals that are in that region, the different divisions, and specifically looking at the community health needs assessment that each of them have created, that each community has created to say, you know, these are the pain points in this county, in this area, like what resources are needed, what programs that already exist within Healthy Me can we get into these into these communities to help the folks that need it. And we're looking at expanding health fairs as well. I also wanted to mention, I think oftentimes 
Healthy Me, Healthy SC and David and I really act as connectors. There's so much work being done across the state in community health. And we often like scratch our heads and laugh because we meet leaders of different organizations that we had have never heard of and we get connected to and we realize that sometimes we're doing the same the same work and it it complements each other. And then we work on partnering and it's about being collaborative and it's about just doing what needs to get done to help the folks that need it in the state. But I think it's important to note that there are so there's so many pockets of great work that is being done, but there is a need to bring everyone together collectively. In a lot of cases, we're more than happy to lead, but we're also more than happy when we just need to be a good partner. We're more than happy to step in and 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 fill a void wherever we need to. What do you both do to optimize your health and live well? My wife and I walk a lot. I love to play golf. And I think the one thing that personally I've learned from the pandemic is the importance of work-life balance. That's one of the things I'm really proud about from MUSC is is MUSC really stresses the importance of work-life balance. And I always feel supported. That's extremely important to be able to hit the ground every day, stay focused and make a difference. Really big on healthy eating. I'd say that's number one. I love to go on walks. Getting outside is really important, getting fresh air. And I have a wonderful two-year-old son, so just chasing after him and getting outside with him definitely gets me exercise. Well, thank you both for coming on the show and explaining the program and what's been happening and the impact that it's having on communities across South Carolina. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having us, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. We really enjoyed it. For more information on this podcast, check out advanced.musehealth.org.